if you're moon, if a man moons you from a car or a woman, which has happened twice, which has happened in this film and that uh, that, that film. Wrong. Okay, this is it. This is the defining moment. Time to drink. Buzz, Buzz Cola. Cola. You ate everything awful. And Buzz Cola is certainly awful. Oh, he just passes out. He doesn't. So it's just by happenstance. So Jocko wins, I guess. Good. The end. All right. He big doesn't head. drink Buzz. This you know, is all so added on. Yeah. You see how the sky is kind of different? Yeah, right. So that determines it. This scene is not an add on. This was all. No, this is a, I'm telling you, it's a crucial scene. Yeah. Man, the good thing Sigmund and the Sea Monsters didn't come. I think. Back to Menlo here. Sea Lab 2020 wants their prop back. Yeah. It's another thing. Like, you know, we grew up in New Jersey and you see a movie like Surf 2 and you go, this is what Southern California is all about. Yeah. What a lie. Campfires life. on the beach. Now, watch. We see a guy drink Buzz Cola and then. He goes crazy. This is our first indication that Buzz Cola is what is doing it to the kids. Interesting. Oh, and there they are making money drinking beer, right. drinking another they product. They never drink Buzz Cola. They never drink. They wouldn't is this drink this. They'll slam to anything. It's Oingo Boingo again. Sorry. Boingo Boingo did hold me back. Only a lad. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's it. Two songs. I guess the reason they're a big deal in this film is because of the uh, theme song, Hold Me Back, which has never been released anywhere but this soundtrack. Is it the theme song to the song? No, no, we have surf movie, movie play, music play during this, the opening credits. Yes, we had surf music playing in the opening credits, but Hold Me Back is still written for this movie crazy i think if i had researched this again i might have just no it's okay we just want to we want to revisit this movie and just say how awesome it is now the girlfriends are getting abducted look they're being taken out to see the girlfriends we've we saw a scene with frog and men and now we have frogmen no no <laughs> look oh. what they're doing to our car our upside down bug and um hit the convertible right now big head has gone into the ocean to pursue their girlfriends why didn't they go you see how they got flipped over right. that car why didn't they go i don't get that where did they go they go <laughs> to the under, I want to call it a sub, but I think it's just a base. Right. Oh, I see. That must have hurt, right? Yes. There's Big Head. Up. Oh, he's out. Now, for they've got the guy who drank Buzz Cola. He's essentially died. And Sparkles is kind of teaming up with them to figure out what is the mystery, although she totally knows she's Menlo's girlfriend. Oh. 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 Wait. She's she's the bride of Frankenstein. It, that is exactly what she looks like right now. Yes. Okay. So she goes to the teachers, 
And the teacher's like, your friend's pretty drunk. He's like, he's not drunk. He's zombified. Right, with Buzz Cola, the right. anti-surfing pro-punk rock doctrine. <laughs> well, you had like a great punk rock scene in Southern California during this time too. It's just, it just makes this movie even funnier. The decline of Western civilization. Yeah, right. Darby Crash and the Germs and all, all those guys. Axe. Fear. Yeah, fear. God, there's... So it's just, it's just a funny response. Now we have a very long scene in which they figure it all out. And we get jokes. They're going to open them up and investigate what's inside his body. Sort of like they did with uh, in Jaws when they cut open the shark. Right, but Jaws didn't have a kitchen that had plastic uh, curtains and a... <laughs> Surgery, surgery table. It's pretty funny. They're going to pull out a Dick Dale tape. And that's a funny joke. But Dick Dale doesn't appear in the movie. So. You know, I, I'm reminded that you mentioned that there's a Jerry Lewis uh, post uh, yeah, picture. Yeah, a headshot. And at the end, we'll see it floating up on, on the ocean. Yeah. It, it reminds me of Beverly Hills Cop 3 when uh, Eddie Murphy gets that giant gun from Surge and he decides to shoot it off in the amusement park and different things pop out of the gun and at one point a Jerry Lewis song plays oh okay I did see that film uh, I don't remember yeah you're not supposed to I remember the guy was obsessed with guns I remember that it was in an amusement park right can you imagine if that movie was a hit it would probably be still in a real amusement park that'd be Axel Fox yeah. at the end they introduced Axel Fox Axel Foley. Right. But the amusement park was so happy that he saved the day. They created a character. Called like Axel Fox? Oh. Yeah. See, I, I, I think I should see that film again, but it was really bad. It's really it bad. Wasn't, it wasn't a comedy. If there's, Dale, there's Dale's tape. Oh. Wow. How do they know that? It's not marked. Yeah. Orca from Jaws. Vanity Mirror. I'll take that. Yep. A lot of stuff. Oh, man. Was it uh, Stingray? No. Now, stingray. Yeah, Stingray. Now, he just said it's a mammal eating a mammal, but a Stingray's not a mammal. <laughs> He's not a very good high school scientist. Yeah, teacher. and we, yeah. Eat cow, we eat mammals all the time. Wait a minute. You're right. Oh, I'm definitely not going vegetarian. Now, she is... Well, I'm doing an all-plant-based diet. Did I tell you about that? No, you're on an all-plant diet? Well, I'm going to be on an all... I'm serious this time. Uh, it's going to be only foods manufactured in a food manufacturing plant, like Doritos. And and especially Funyuns, man. Funyuns are the shit, yo. Now, look, he, he says, you saw... Oh, I missed it. No, that was a great joke, Carl. I'm, I'm going to write it down. No, no, I only did it at the open mic. Okay, no, so he says, you close him up, Eric Stoltz, and then Eric just kind of closes his shirt. Gotcha. So now they're putting it two and two together. Buzz Cola, Buzz Cola, that's what's going on. It's real talky, but it's worth it. Why don't you listen? Chemical even I can't figure out. There's nothing in this that even resembles soda. Well, maybe that's it. I don't know. It might kill you, but 
turn you into one of those things. Now look, he loves it. Now look, he's not dead. Now watch what happens. <laughs> now she's like, you idiots, come on! Of course it's the cola! Look at this glop! Ew. I think I drank that. Buzz. Buzz. You know, cola, cola does give me a buzz. I, I see how the name counts. <laughs> He's a good actor. He's he's yeah. a good comedic actor, and and I think he could have had a bigger career. Oh, beats times. But, now they didn't do anything wrong. Now I, the know, Buzz Invitational. That's our big surf conference, you see, and it's going to be a big deal for Buzz Cola because they're sponsoring, they're sponsoring it. it. Right, and that's going to be a lot of promotion for this, Buzz Cola. Now, as this. if they need it, it seems like it's selling great. Yeah, well, they want to destroy surf culture. So, what better way than to sponsor the surf culture? But, but I want to say that the fathers do not want to destroy surf culture. They love surf culture. I don't know if they're oblivious of what Buzz Cola is doing. I think they're so. making think, money. I don't think the fathers are that deep as the mental characters. Right, they're not. She's got that punk rock look on. Yes. It was the day. It was the day. <laughs> She's now revealing that she. I don't know. Here you go. I was his girlfriend. <gasps> what? That's impossible. That's yeah. The girl Schwarzenegger hung around with was Florinda Budnick. Florinda. Girl in school. Florinda Budnick. Florinda. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Hottie and the Naughty. Remember that? Another Terrible Venice Beach. Film. I do not no. recommend it. Santa Monica Pier. I'm telling you, if they shoot it in Venice Beach, it's because they're trying to go for something quirky and something in the area. And like Mixed Nuts, the Steve Martin movie. Romy and Michelle lived on there. I'll give them that much. And there was a Dana Carvey movie where he lived on Ven uh, right there in Venice Beach. But Hadi Nadi was the worst offenders because they lived in one of those billion dollar houses yeah. that's on the beach. God, look at this. So much has changed, Carl. Look, it's Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. Direct we, shot of it. Remember that it's a bikini world we watched from the yes. 60s? They had Santa Monica Pier and there was like nothing on it. And uh, I was also in uh, Cannonball Run. And yeah. okay, so now what we've got going on is some sort of, that's weekend at Bernie's, man. He's live and well. We got some sort of town hall meeting going on in which they're going to make a decision about if they're going to hold the Buzz Cola Invitational, the surf contest. But what doesn't make sense, Mike, is the people who are in this discussion it doesn't make sense in the real world. There's no mayor. There's no councilwoman. There isn't a crowd of people who are seeing. No, it's our parents and the high school principal and science teacher. It doesn't make any sense. Well, how many characters are in this movie? What? There's only 12 people in this movie anyway. Yeah, in this universe. But why are they on the city council? <laughs> Boy, they also, they underutilized Buzz, uh, Ruth Buzzy. 
they really had a star here. You, you're talking about the Chuck Cunningham guy. Ruth Buzzy himself. Oh, Ruth Buzzy, yeah. They underutilized her. I mean, you look at this film. Now, Blazing Saddles had already come out. Right. So they've got Cleavon Little. And a, Ruth yeah. Buzzy is worldwide famous. So those two should have stepped up and been all, of, you know, this movie should have been all about them. Instead, it's about unknowns and people who are going to break. Well, I mean, Eddie Deason, as we said, is a star. It's his vehicle. And these guys are here to support. Oh, no, Dad, what you do? Now, it, they've, I don't know, they switched the cola, so it's just regular cola. And oh. I don't understand why our science teacher doesn't go, well, this isn't the stuff I analyzed. This isn't right, Buzz Cola you've been selling. Oh, so now they're convinced that there's no... Right, instead cola. he concedes that there's nothing going on and they're going to hold the Buzz Cola Invitational. All right. Uh, Can you relate? Yeah, the dads are really funny in this. It's a members-only jacket. Just kidding. He's white. If you're worried about your kids, lock them up. Beat them. Do anything you damn well please, but for Christ's sake, don't stop innocent kids from drinking cola and surfing. It's the American way. We love this movie. <laughs> he keeps saying we. Oh, uh, all right. Well, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't dislike it. I think it was. I I am impressed that they made it happen. You know. I am impressed they made it happen. It's... And it's... I really like the backstory with Randall getting injured, being on painkillers, coming up with this idea and just writing it in one week. I love the fact that his agent said, this is crap, and he ignored them. I love the fact that he found a producer, uh, that he wrote it on. for Eddie Deason, and he got him. This is added yeah. on. Which makes me wonder how long the original. I'm going to have to get the director's cut. I, I'm really, Carl. I'm, I'm I'm out of my way. Going to pick up that vinegar syndrome. Yes, coffee. it's vinegar production. It's out there. Yeah, um, well, that's a production house that has a lot of movies. A lot of movies that we watch. Vin that's vinegar style. syndrome. Which, yep. Yep. Which has a lot right. of. Okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I was just at Amoeba Records the other week. I could have gone. Now, the girlfriends are now. Surf punks um, who've been forced to drink Buzz Cola. The joke there is you fire into the air and he fired. He fires in the air and then. No, he fired sideways. He didn't oh. fire into the air. Do, 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 do. It's do, do, surf do. contest time. Now the punks are totally going to win because they're punkers. That looked bad. But, but I didn't see any boobs. So here's, we just, turn the music on? No. You can if you want. Well, we watched uh, them watching old surf movies, and now we have their Look. version, which is great. Look, you see how they quit, they go between Culver City and the real world? That's really right. Eric, but then they'll be up close, and it's obvious. Yeah, see that? The right, studio? but I don't expect the movie to, to actually have them do this in real life. So they're cheating. The girlfriends yeah. are knocking Eric Stoltz over, and... This is so fucking cool. Really some talented surfers we see here. Yeah. Well, this, I don't know if it's real, right? It is real. It, it looks like the country of Israel. 
<laughs> it, no, it looks real. Is, 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 does it look fun? Is it real fun? Is it fun, fun real? I've been to Israel and it is not real fun. You ever been to a funeral and you're like, wow, funeral is an anagram for real fun. I should really focus on this. <laughs> uh oh. Now, why is there beach chairs? Right. Okay. They know what's going on now. I don't understand how Big Head knows what's going on. He shouldn't. These ones should, and they've been captured. Big Head's let's on listen. his own let's plane. Listen. Okay. Given all the evidence, I think even an AIDS plane could have figured that out. But I gotta give you credit, you were the first one to find them. Take them away, we'll save them for later. Save it, sweetie, there's lots more to come. Terrific. So this was released in North America in January of 84. And one of the things, they had a bunch of taglines I'll read to you, but one sure. of the things I don't respect, but these producers wanted to make a buck. It was marketed as Surf 2, the end of the trilogy, but later promotions retitled the film Surf 2, the Nerd Strike Back. And this was right after Revenge, Revenge of, the, of Nerds. the Nerds. Yeah. So they were trying to bite off of that. I guess technically he's a nerd. Well, we watched Revenge of the Nerd shot in Montclair High School, the after school TV we special. Did. With your brother. It was really good. No, no, my brother was in the other was in the other one. Am I really gay? What it's if okay I'm to be gay. gay. What yeah. if I'm gay? Right. What if I'm gay? Right. He did his bonk in the other one. Right. Now this Joshua Cadman is Johnny Bighead, and he got the part because he drank an entire six-pack of beer during his audition. And they were like, this is the man for us. Oh, my God. You, do you know the T.J. Miller story? No. He auditioned for Saturday Night Live, and it got to the point where he interviewed with Lorne Michaels, and he showed up with a six-pack. Uh-huh. And so he got the part. I think he drank the beer, or either he wasn't didn't get the interview, or he drank the beer during the interview. Here's our winners. He didn't get the our part. heroes are winning the surf contest. We are doing this on behalf of real surfers. These punks are taking over our culture. Now, what if Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello had said yes? Would this have been a better film? <laughs> it would. I mean. Those, they made several movies where they would do like if it wasn't a surf movie and that Funicello would show up as a cameo. They've always been knowing. And Back to the Beach, where their '80s film came out right. around this time too. Yes, it did. So they probably uh, they probably had their own plans. Like they made their own movie, but it would have been yeah, great. Yeah. Right. So now the fathers, okay, everything's falling apart. That is that uh, they. Menlo has lost the big surf contest, and so he's mad about it because that was his big plan to show up the surfers with his punk zombies. So now he's taking, I don't know, for some reason he blames the Buzz Kohler distributors for this. You see how they do the film backwards to make it look like it's right. sucking in? So oh, now no. he's blaming the distributors like they screwed up. I don't know why, and he's going to force them to drink their own product Buzz Cola. No. They're going to turn into asshole dad. Wait a minute. They're going to turn into oh, horrible father. No, wait. They're going to turn into surf punks. 
Now, when Babbitt was writing this, he was calling it, instead of Surf 2, he called it Surf Trash. Oh, I like that title. Yeah, I think Surf 2 isn't good on its own, but, like, Surf 2, the end of the trilogy, it's a nice pack. No, Surf 2 is the greatest title in the world because it's a four-letter word. You know exactly what it is. It has a great sound, Surf right. 2. So it's like... It's a high concept right in the title. It's saying, you love the surf, here's the sequel. You know, and uh, I don't know, it's just sarcastic enough to, to get off. Now, they did a premiere of this film at the Coronet Theater in Los Angeles, and a number of underage kids were not able to get in because it was rated R. So they got all pissed off. It was punk era, you know. Right. They took out their frustrations on the building, tearing the theater's door off the hinges, and ultimately getting the film banned after one night. We're not showing oh. this anymore. It causes punks to riot. January of 84, it came out. And in California, that's a nice sunny day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always a sunny day. Yeah, right. January is all sun. Yeah, oh, that's right. Now, right now, it is July. Uh, no, in, uh, it's September in our movie universe. So I bet you it's... Uh, okay, so look. The the thing that they gave him that embarrassed him in high school gave him, like, sex change hormones. And that's our big joke. So oh, okay. now, that's what he's doing to the buzz. Okay, so Big Head, big Head yeah. has decided, fuck this shit. I am just going to destroy this place. And that's going to turn into madness. And Menlo's big plans are going to fall apart right now. You see how he fell over? That was yeah. not intentional. That was a mistake. Well, a lot of these stunts look pretty uh, genuine. So he's sent the punks in to stop him, but instead it just causes more mayhem. Yeah. They never, they never walked through a Star Trek door before. Right. Oh, no, they got big head. Big head VIP player in this game. Yes, he is. M MVP, I should say. This film is a lot of it is due to. Okay, now Eddie's going to get away. All this chaos. Like an episode of the monkeys. Taglines. The end of the trilogy is my favorite. Now, look, the thing exploded, but no one's going to die. They're all fine. You saw it explode. Right. Oh, I think it's, well, they, you know, the lighthouse, the lifeguard shack blew up too, and they were fine. That's right. That's a weird thing about this film. Nobody dies. Yay, Big Head. Right. Uh, now, Big Head will save them all by towing them. Now, what happens to the people who turn into punks? They go back to normal surfers? They do. Once they don't, once they're no longer under the influence of Buzz Cola, they, they go back to normal. Okay, our favorite scene, the, the Jerry Lewis poster washing ashore. It's just happening. inexplicable why it is there at all. It's a nice touch. <clears throat> the film is trying to say our main character is like uh, Jerry Lewis, is inspired by Lewis. I guess so. And so is Deason. I would say Deason is the main character, even though he's the enemy, the protagonist, right. the bad guy. <clears throat> Do, 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 do. Here we go. Where's washed Eddie trying shore. to get away? It's washed up. <coughs> Those are intense. There we go. There's Jerry. Yeah, I love it. 
Oh, it was a signed picture from Jerry. He's the biggest fan. <coughs> All right. Horshack and Lyle get their last licks in. Wow, I can't believe this movie is over. <laughs> now, what happened to the dads? They were given Buzz Cola and they got the makeup device stuck on their heads. <laughs> wow, look how old the town looks at 84. Yep. Palm trees haven't changed. Yeah. In all this time. Oh, Ruth. Yep. Yeah, she's great. We mentioned she's on she's on uh Twitter. Where's our husbands? Oh, there they are. Oh, no, they're going to take that off and they'll be punk rockers? Now, Eddie Deason might just be crazy enough in real life to talk to me. Maybe I can get him, you know, to... I think, he's he's held without bail. I mean, that was back in that April. That was April. Yeah. Oh, now that we're in September, he should, yeah, give him a call. Now, here's our funny joke of what happens to the bad guys. Oh, they're women because they're wearing necklaces? Yeah, they're women because they're wearing makeup and necklaces. We know this was this is not 2022. Right. They are going to become girls. Okay, now it is the future. And the girls are back to normal. And everyone's back to normal. Jocko right. is back to normal. They're yeah. loving life. And everything is resolved. And they're fine. And what's weird is Eddie is now accepted. Yeah, there he is. Now, that big hat, he provided it in real life. That really was his prop. Huh. He did a bunch of props. Look, a fish hook. I wanted a fish sandwich that was fresh, but not this fresh. Oh, he still has a girlfriend. Oh, she says that line. Yep. Look, and Ruth goes, a little less mayonnaise. You don't have to eat. I'm making fun of him. That Twister hat. Yeah, he's got a Twister t-shirt. And a gold watch. So it kind of doesn't make sense why he's okay and accepted and part of the team, the crowd, the clique. It doesn't make any sense. But we are seeing that they've won. No more surf punks. No more zombies. Life is back to normal. What's Weekend Bernie's doing? Oh. Yeah, they're making fun of the fathers. Well, yeah. Oh no, we're we're wrapping up. Yeah, this movie has happened. What do you say we buy some cattle, cut the legs off, call it ground beef? Add on. Oh, they're gonna chase after them. I remember this. They have nothing to do with this film, and it's sort of like, when the Marx Brothers did it, you know they're kidding. When these guys do it, what do they intend to do to these girls? Yeah, right. I know, there's a lot There's a lot going on in this movie. All right. Oh, my God. Give it up for Joshua Cadman as yep. Johnny Bighead. For drinking a six-pack during the... That boy won Fred Asparagus. Yeah, he he passed away uh, in the 80s. And uh-huh. we, I think he might have... Was he in Hamburger the movie? Yeah, see, maybe... I don't think... I think he might not have been... 
the guy that we saw, I saw an inner uh, in that movie. I just can't remember it. The 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 like we need to get laid movie. I saw an interview from him that was very modern. You know, was part of my research. I don't know. It's the same guy. If he died, well, yeah, I, I, I think he did. Carl, what you think of this movie? Um, I enjoyed this movie. I like this movie a lot. It's a good movie. I think the gross stuff is gross. I couldn't look at it. Yeah, I'm with. Um, I could look at the ad on boobs, but we didn't need them. We didn't need them. And I am with the writer for Russell for thinking that. Um, I think that the producers deserve all the credit for making this happen, and I think that they did do uh, Baguette's ver- vision. It's not Baguette. Bag bad at bad at's ver- vision. I don't know. All around, thumbs up. They made this happen. It was a terrible film that was great. Yeah, I have to say it's my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies. It's just uh, just this weird comedy logic and just this the clash of cultures. Like I wasn't part of Southern California in, in the eighties, but you know I knew the punk rock scene and I knew the the I guess the surf scene, the evergreen surf scene there. So it's just kind of a funny take you know some of the stuff has an age well and it would probably be done differently but yeah I, I really i really liked everything about it it's one of my favorite movies and this this is the reason why i started to show okay here's the music let's take a look only a lad hold me back so that's the original song i could stop billing and those then are the beach boys has Oingo surfing Oingo. usa blinding me with science a real song yep deserters Talk, talk, talk. All you need is talk, talk. Carl, they paid talk, money talk, talk, for talk. this. Mexican radio, they paid money for this. There's the circle jerks. Circle moral majority. Hawaii 5-0. Hawaii 5 Buzz Cold, yeah, that was not good. Dick Dale. Untouchables. It was the Untouchables. That was, that was the band on the beach. Okay. That was their famous. Good they were call. in, uh, I think they were in Repo Man. When he goes to, to Repo, this woman's car, and all the, everyone comes in. Good film, Repo Man. You should see it if you never have. Uh, yeah. And again, it's Southern California culture from the 80s, punk culture. Emilio Estevez, worth seeing. You destroy all movies. Check out the book. It talks about all those films. Yeah. All right. 83, Frank to- uh, B. Token. B. Tolan. Tolan. D. Token. D. Tolan. Michael Spiegel, Spiegel. I might have gone to a wrong chord there. Okay. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michaels, Spiegel, Man, and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Mike. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very important acronym. It's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. Eagle Man and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with 
Car Michael Spiegelman and Carl da 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 Oh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. I'm Paul Brumbot. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, hi, Paul Brumbot. How are you? No, thanks for having me on. I'm glad oh, that you. we're Wait, doing... What are you doing? What's with you, man? You're, you're, you wrote that theme song we just heard? Right. Yeah, I did. But that was you... in the service of the guest spot that I figured I would, you okay. know... Well, we have a special guest here at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. It's guest Carl. Oh, my God. My head's going to explode. You're a Klein bottle of, of uh, irregularities. Listen, <laughs> this show doesn't exist without you. You are the host, producer, uh, themes up. You I usually, think it was around for a year before I showed up, but okay, I appreciate it's that. It's been over one long year. <laughs> I remember when I well, wrote that for my guest spot back in uh Oh my 19. God. Let's, can we start our show, please, here on mutinyradio.fm? We are streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 o'clock for you East Coasters. What we like to do is we love movies, and we read about them. But we can't have access to it until the internet. Now they're all on YouTube. So not only are we going to watch it, we want to watch it with you. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You go to YouTube, you click the link, you watch an entire movie with the sound off, and you listen to our podcast at the same time. Don't listen to the podcast alone. It's not going to help you. You're going to turn into the Joker. Bad vibes. <laughs> we are a podcast. Uh, check out the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T to check out our podcast and we are on youtube right now with video and uh where the movie is synced up carl what is the movie this week uh today we are going to revisit they're playing with fire 1984 oh my god they're playing with fire this is something i saw with you once and you saw once before they're playing right. with fire 1984 and the channel we like is sean mclaughlin Okay, so we want you to look up They're Playing With Fire with the little apostrophe, 1984. Yeah. When you find it being hosted by Sean McLaughlin, click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. Um, should we do the Brumbot for this week? Uh, do you want to do the Brumbot yeah. or should I yeah. pull out? Okay, In honor. Let's do the Brumbot. Okay. I, I want to mention we had seen this movie before, uh, and it really it's a very popular movie among YouTube fans. It's not not the cynical reason why we're redoing it, but it's such a bizarre movie. I love it. I absolutely love it. We we watched it back in January of 2020, uh, back when 2020. we were in the studio. Okay. We were back in the studio, and uh, we had the previous DJ, Paul Brumbaugh. Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Wow. Well, and it's we crazy. we were in the studio. Yeah, and then two months later, we were live in the studio uh, for the comedy festival. Uh-huh. Shirt uh -huh. I'm wearing. Uh, so... Paul Brumma would always do our intro because he was leaving the studio, uh, and he did the intro originally for this movie. So in honor, let's crank out the old Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbot. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumbot. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbot. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals. The countdown king himself. Would you please welcome, 
Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. This is a Hickmar production. Uh-huh. It's the uh, the director and his wife are writers and directors, and they've cranked out a bunch of films. That's the, the director, Howard Avidez. Oh, here comes my favorite song. Now, They're Playing With Fire is a terrible title. We mentioned last time it's because it's a porn movie called Playing With Fire <laughs> that came out around the same time, so they quickly changed it. The thing is, though, in the movie, they're never playing with fire. They're never, like, getting close to something attractive and exciting, but they, you know, but has a danger that could hurt you. That's playing with fire. That's this, not the plot of this film. What, what stays with me with this movie is that it presents a femme fatale film noir of a young, hapless white guy who's in over his head, and he's doomed. Except it isn't. Now, here is, of course, Sybil Danning. The yeah. great, great, great Sybil Danning, uh, just rocking it, just chilling out here at the Lillian. You know, Lillian, the yacht, is named after uh, Michael's mother. Get the fuck out of here. Which Michael? Uh, her husband. Oh, okay. Now that, yeah, she is going to play heavily into the plot, but only in the beginning. Right. And by the way, Ocean View College, where's the, where, where's the Ocean View? <laughs> I don't see it. Well, yeah, I just see William Shakespeare. College, that I could get. Now it kind of looks like Berkeley, I guess. But this but, is um, Marina Del Rey, California. I remember from my research because yes. that was a site that we had at work. There was a uh, switching center in Marina Del Rey, and I always thought, can I? I was like, we should really go out there and check it out, boss. Uh, you should send me on a trip to Marina Del Rey. Oh, yeah. And you go to the Trade Winds Marina. Now, uh, this movie is based on Macbeth. And we're here at college. That bikini woman, she had, she was late for work, so she got dressed up. Yeah. Sybil's also a college professor. And that mouth breather is Eric Brown. <laughs> I want to say up front, I respect Eric Brown. I think the, chem- the romantic chemistry in this movie is so a kilter that it makes it a, a special film. And I don't know if it's his fault. I respect the guy. Did you know he's a podcaster now? No, that's interesting. Maybe he'd do our countdown. Too bad we already employed the Brumbot. What? No, skip it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, let's give Eric Brown a call. Beep, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> uh, hello, Washington, D.C. information. Yes, uh, I'd like to get Eric Brown, please. I oh, have Eric Brown. three listings. Do you mean me? My name is Eric Brown. Oh, yes, I moonlight as. Now, guys she, mentioned, she mentioned Macbeth up front, and then she's like, okay, guys, see you later. Oh, Jay, can I see you after class? Now, wait, isn't Macbeth the one in which, like, uh, this guy There's has a Washington. victory with his, and he comes across the three witches with his partner? Yes. Mm-hmm. His, I don't his, see how this is Macbeth. Well, there's Lady Macbeth, who is uh, pushing her husband into gaining more power. Okay, now this woman, R.I.P. in the film. Uh, I like you, Eric Brown. Hey, she comes right up. Hey, can I go on a date with you? Blow off. Buzz off. Oh, man. I can't believe it. Now, here is his awful friends. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. They're completely disposable. 
And this poor guy has to play like a, a fat guy, as we mentioned. It doesn't even click. It just right. doesn't even click. He, he does he, have. He didn't have like three pizzas or. Do you remember what he puts on his pizza? So, uh, I, re- I just remember that it was quirky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anchovies and mustard. Oh, <laughs> really? Okay, so, yeah, because the writer was like, what's the weirdest thing we could think of? Um, I think okay, he improvised so, it. I don't think it was in the script. So we saw the professor sunbathing, and then she's in class looking all professorly, and then she says to Eric, what's his name? Is it Eric? It's Jay Richards. Jay. She says to Jay, come to my boat and paint? Something like that? Right. Come work that. for me? Yeah. Now it's, I bet you this is the same shot. She, oh, she's, it's... Amazing. Amazing. You know, uh, I'd mentioned it before, the uh, Kino Lober DVD yeah. has her in her 70s talking about this film. And she really liked the director. She liked, She's just great. She always has a presence. She always understands how these films work, and she always plays it to her advantage. Um, you had mentioned in our previous episode that she's a strong woman. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, there's a lot of exploitation, but she really has fun with it, unlike Jay. Now, Jay looks great, right? He looks like a popsicle with a pair yeah. of shorts on there. Yeah. That's his role uh, as the kid. Right. And he has this earnestness that he goes with, which works. But it's also his acting is not really good. Is she laying on the wet paint, the dummy? Yeah. <laughs> he wants to get a little varnish on. But do you see that poor sunburn she has? Yes. I, you know, I can see it. Hand. On her arms, Carl. Carl, I was talking about her arms. Oh, not her boobs. Now, the thing her is, boobs are burnt. Um, the, in, I remember, okay, full disclosure to the audience, this was two years ago and I do not remember the research in the film, but I do as I'm watching and I remember that they in real life didn't like each other and that hurt their chemistry on screen. Absolutely. That's probably one of the reasons why this movie stayed with me. This is the worst romantic uh, uh, romance I've seen. Like, oh boy. You were going <laughs> to say like, romantic hey. comedy by mistake, but you should have said romantic porno. Yeah. She's like, hey, you want a bump? Would you care for some <laughs> champagne? I'll have a beer. It's She's a Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's, can we take a break? Like, do you remember Robin Leach and Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous, the 80s kind of vibe? Of course I remember Robin Leach. You remember Robin Leach. I'm and here with Mike Love and the Beach Boys. On the way to the mansion. Of Mike Lee of the Beach Boys. So did a lot of that 80s consumerism, rich, ostentatious gaudiness. Reaganism is age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is total Reaganist. I mean, this boat, let's let's be real. This is a yacht on the Marina del Rey. When was the last time you seen a yacht on the Marina del Rey? Also, have I you ever seen fun? Marina del Rey? So, but I, I hear your point. Yeah. So, and it's huge. Well, okay. She's trying to seduce him, and he's like, yeah, I do like uh, Sports Illustrated. I got this phone. You know, he's completely. She's she's vibing, and he's not. Look, I mean. Whoa! Oh they touched hands. Are you so afraid of me? I'm not. I'm not. You don't like me. Oh no, I like you a lot. Oh, I forgot to put the closed captioning on. I might have to. <laughs> 
Oh, bummer city. It's too Look late. at that kiss. Do you see that kiss? Well, it would. I would have to pause the movie. He just kissed her. He just kissed her gram. His grandmother. <laughs> uh, uh, Whoa! Whoa. Uh, look at that passion. Oh, he's married. <laughs> I can't touch your lips. Aren't you married? <laughs> I'm not in the habit of playing with fire, madam. So that there is that line is uttered. Not there, but you're playing with fire. Oh, it's uttered. You're playing with fire. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He has this girlfriend from school that like is crazy about him. All right, here we go. This is what we're playing for. Look what at this. What has he got in his pants that she needs to get so badly? I I know. Like, uh, how much clothes? <laughs> My goodness, it's some sort of wiggle worm. Oh, I love. This is such a funny scene. You got to take your sneakers off to get the pants off, of course. Now, she's going to full on seduce him, and he's not going to shut up. Whoa! And... All right. Eight minutes I into forgot. the film, as you mentioned last time. <laughs> I forgot. As I mentioned last time? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. And, you know, I this all switcheroo. I have your old notes, and you wrote eight minutes into film. Now, he's talking. She seems to have variola. She seems. Oh, no, I see them. Now look, she's into it. And then he's like, that's the only reason? They don't match, you know what I mean? I mean, she is like a 10, maybe not a 10. Her hair's a little flat. She's oh, 11. I'm not an asshole. She's 11. Uh, How can you say that? She's 11. And he's like Jaylen a Marina. Marina. I've driven by her. Yeah. Oh, I miss the San Francisco Marina. Now she's got this fancy car. So it looks like we're doing a, a film noir, right? She just seduces him. She's married. Yeah. Right. Uh, the husband's have, mother and grandmother has an estate that he can have if uh, they get murdered. If he plays his cards right. So she, you know, she's like kind of buttering him up. So what we start off is a film noir movie. And the film ends completely different. Do you remember? Okay, here it is. No. Oh, this dude. This is Brian. the husband. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is our Star Trek connection, Carl. And he doesn't know.
remember how it felt when you went to your first parade? And how you saw that glorious marching band coming down the street? Well, try to imagine with me, if you will, that you were the first to see the band coming down the way, growing bigger and bigger, and your heart pounding harder and harder. <laughs> it always seemed to me that my heart was in perfect time with the big bass drum. in your mind and in your blood that some folk call religion there are multitudes of people crying because they just won't try to understand from the book i read not one but all must follow him come and join the magnificent sanctuary band there are multitudes People dying Seems like temptation Rules over the land You know those people Should remember His commandments Come and join the Magnificent sanctuary band Singing in a band Talking to the man Bringing in the sheep All over the world As fast as they can Join the sanctuary with red The son of man speaks a revelation. Oh, he's reaching out, reaching out his hand. He has promised to bring us all salvation. Come and join the magnificent sanctuary
I'm Claudia. And I am the loaf. What's up, fuckers? You, <laughs> <laughs> you were here with us on Tuesday. Coming in hot today. Coming in hot. <laughs> right. Well, I'm excited. This is a really fun uh, set we put together tonight. I, I had a lot of fun putting it together. It's a lot of great music. Um, in case you uh, d- couldn't tell or don't know the reference, um, uh, those were uh, six songs, five songs, um, and they were all songs that were sampled on the Beastie Boys album, Paul's Boutique. And you're going to hear more songs 
from Paul's Boutique. Um, Our entire night. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it, uh, there's 105 samples on that album. Like 105. 105 songs. There's one song that's got like 24 or 25 samples alone. I think, I think that's um, that's Johnny Johnny Royale. I, I can't remember which one that one was. But yeah, it was... Um, the heyday of sampling. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the Dust Brothers just went nuts on this one. This is um, this was one of those the 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 only Beastie Boys album that I know of that was recorded in um, L. A. And, and no, um, no mix master mic. No mixer mic. No, it was the Dust Brothers putting all this together, and they had a lot of these um, mixes and stuff that were they were doing at clubs. And then the Beastie Boys like, well, what do you got? And they're like, you know, they're thinking they got to build more. And they're like, oh no, we we need to build off this. And it was a golden age of getting stuff cleared sample wise. So this was a very affordable, um, you know. I mean, they they even like sampled one of the Beatles, you know, Paul McCartney, uh, which we won't be playing tonight. But um, um, I don't think no, he's not. I think he he, he didn't make the cut. It's 105 songs, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I I was reading I was reading um about the album in a little post the other day, and and it's one of my favorites. If not, it's hard to say between this one and uh, Check Your Head. Yeah. Those are two, like... Really amazing. Yeah, I think it depends on my vibe, mm -hmm. you know? Like yeah, yeah. I, I think they're feeling. just, like, two sides of the same kind of coin. Like, it was weird. This was, like, they had a lot of commercial success with their first album, but everybody just thought it was, like, frat, white boy frat rap and, you know, party for your right... You know, what, you know what, you're going to go with this. And then they came back with this, like, sample-heavy, funky, rockin', amazing album that had very little commercial success at its time. And then they came out with Check Your Head, which brought everybody to the yard. Kind of, it, right. was, it was the veritable milkshake, as, yeah. they, <laughs> as they would say. But I, I remember Check Your Head, that was the album. Uh, like even the soccer jocks and the metal kids and right. the skater kids, we everybody. all, every, everybody kind of like, oh shit, you know. But there was something about this one that's just fucking amazing. And I don't know, I, I, I could never really decide between this one or... Uh, Check your head being my favorite. I will say this I, I can't think of another example. This is the best like sophomore effort from any band ever. Right. And uh it's just uh it's just a really great album. And a lot of that is it's it's uh the the foundation was made with really good music and we're gonna bring you uh as many of those hundred and five songs we can tonight. I don't I'm pretty sure we won't be able to get to yeah, all we're gonna of be them. revisiting this this topic. I think we yeah, well at least we get to come back like Two, maybe three, three times. more times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not immediately, but you know, um, or I don't know, whenever. But like, yeah, there's a lot of great music that uh, it was really hard to choose from a lot of those. But uh, what did we listen to? Yeah, we started that off with Lauren's Dance by Idris Muhammad. From there, we went to Funky Snakefoot by Alphonse Muzon. I wonder if Funky Snakefoot and, <laughs> and Snakefinger have any you know, yeah, right. cousins or something. And those are the only two. I mean, it may have happened accidentally when we were putting the mix together here, but those are the two. It started off a little chronological, just to maybe drop the hint with what we were doing. From there, we went into Last Bongo in Belgium by inc the incredible Bongo band. Um, yeah, it sounds like they're the... They're the experts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got that bongo shit we can lay down. Yeah. Not to be confused with the Bongo Brothers, I think. Uh, they or Bongo were, Fury. Or Bongo Fury, <laughs> yes. Um, the Magnificent Sanctuary Band is a song by Donny Hathaway. The fabulous Donny Hathaway. Um, and then Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. Yeah, Superfly took us out. He did. And... Um, yeah, I guess that's uh, that, that was that. Um, starting off our next set, 
is another Curtis. We ended with a Curtis. We're starting with a Curtis. Curtis Mayfield passing the baton to Curtis Blow with AJ Scratch. Thank you. 
in the house. The ladies, the ladies, the ladies in the house. Come on, let me hear you say ow. Say ow. Come on, come on, the whole boys in the house. The boys, the boys, the boys in the house. Come on, let me hear you say ho. Go down to the floor, now you're looking out of sight Then you come back up and look your partner in the eye 
Johnny Cash a poser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but he, he he didn't actually shoot a guy in Reno to watch him die. No, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like it was for other things. He actually only, I think you remember the history, right? He only spent like one night in jail and it was like for loitering or something. <laughs> right. Like it was really for protesting or something. I mean, He went to jail to play music for people. So I mean, Johnny Cash is badass. I was being a little facetious there. Johnny Cash with Folsom Prison Blues. What did we start that set off we with? We started that off with AJ Scratch uh, by Curtis Blow. Awesome song. And then from there, we went to Put Your Love in My Tender Care by <laughs> Fatback Band. <laughs> Fatback Band. I was saying, well, we were, you know, almost like that song started. I'm like, this song's kind of dirty. <laughs> Put your love up in my tender care. Yeah, Put your like, love. What, what are you asking for there? What would you say? That? <laughs> saying, uh, it sounded like uh, one of the songs that Chef would sing on South, South Park. Park. Yeah, that was like a, was like <laughs> yeah, one of the throwaway tracks they never used a Chef. Right. But yeah, we were also talking. He's like, he wants to put your love in my tender care. You gotta figure this is the seventies. Like, if you're looking for a girl to peg you, you have to like you have to say it. Go it, about it, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. There's a there's a weird dance you have to do. Like, yeah, we weren't liberated then. You he, he didn't say, say I want to put my love in your tender care. It was um, all up in my tender care. <laughs> it sounded like some butt stuff. It did. 
But it was, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it had that. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it was it's pretty blatant. You know, sounds like butt stuff to me. <laughs> ah, I've heard it before, and I know exactly what this is. Butt stuff. Butt stuff. <laughs> All right, then we did African Bombada and the Jazzy Five with Jazzy Sensation. It's jazzy, which is really great. And uh, I loved it. Like you, you know, listening to these songs, you hear just like the little seconds. Yeah, that they sample because it is just a little tiny little snippet of it. But um, the more I listen to this, just all in a row like this, these songs, I'm just like, man, back in the '80s, it'd have been like fucking cool to hang out with the Dust Brothers yeah. in LA. They 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 were they were, they were they were like listening to good records and up to some good shit, man. Absolutely. I would go to their parties, which they they had a lot of parties back in those days. They do like little club nights and stuff. Like I said, they, a lot of these were like these mixes were like instrumental mixes. And um, they were surprised, like, hey, we can break it down to the beats and just the bass line. And the, Be- the, the, the Beastie Boys were like, nah, it's not going to be too busy. We're going to rhyme over this shit. And they made it work. And uh, such a great, a really great album. Am I thinking of another band? The Dust Brothers became the Chemical Brothers, didn't they? Maybe so. I, I feel like there's a story that, like, the, you know, they're like, well, the word dust is, you know, it's a yeah, drug, really, it's yeah, a drug yeah. reference, and you can't do that. I think you're it's right. Like, and it's just a chemical. That would make the sense because, um, I'm going to Google it. You well, yeah, you, you, you look that up. Well, one interesting thing I, I do like about the Chemical Brothers, they were, they, um, the last studio album by the Rolling Stones that I actually purchased. Uh, it was on cassette, just to tell you how long ago it was. It was um, uh, Bridges to Babylon, which was by the Chemical Brothers, did that one. And I always love the story that um, uh, Charlie Watts was uh, not available because he had like you know, he has like eight, you know had uh, eighteen like thousand like jazz bands he had besides the Rolling Stones. Like the Rolling Stones at that point was like a side gig, and he didn't have the time to go in and do this like long drawn out studio album. So the Chemical Brothers brought him in, put. Dr. Dre's The Chronic on the headphones and had him play along with it and they just sampled and looped everything he did and they called it good and Charlie Watts went out and hit the road and made some jazz. But uh, what, what did we find out there? Uh, I was right and wrong. Oh. <laughs> so the Chemical Brothers were originally named the Dust Brothers but they're different from this Dust Brothers and so this Dust oh. Brothers was like no, you can't. We already exist. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there could be only one. Oh, do, 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 do. yes. Um, From was, there, we went to uh, Brave and Strong by Sly and Family Stone. That is a great one right there. <clears throat> um, when, when, when I went record store. I, I went shopping for records at the record store up the street from the house. Amoeba Records is... Right near a house, so anytime I, I sell a painting and get a little money in my pocket, it's like, it's real easy to go spend some money. But uh, I, I did turn down, they had a, a couple of their old 45s in mint condition for not that much, like six, seven bucks. But that's the thing, I only live a couple blocks away, so right. tomorrow's another day. <laughs> and then um, the Susie is a Headbanger by the Ramones. Which is just, you just got that one little hook there. That was, Susie is a hillbanger. And they go back. I remember the first time, first time I ever heard this album was actually the day after I saw them. I'd heard um, Hey Ladies, you know, the, the hit off right. this album. But I had went and seen the night before uh, Cypress Hill, 
Rollins band and then the Be- Beastie Boys on like their first leg oh, of the um, uh, first leg of their Check Your Head tour, and it was in um, it was in a you you lived in Orlando. It was like an outdoor like little venue. I don't know if it's still around. I forget what it was called. Edge. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. But it was like it was like a pretty decent size. They had like upper balcony, and then this this giant open like nasty yeah. place where everybody would would dance or whatever. And um, it was so fucking rad. I remember the one thing. My one real brush with greatness with the Beastie Boys was. Granted, I'm 16 at the time or whatever. Great. I'm right up. I'm right up as close as you can get. And MCA is right in front of me. And for whatever reason, I jump up and I like touch his shoe. You know, a pair of suede Adidas. And he looks at me, and then just looks right away, like, dude, <laughs> don't. Yeah, yeah. And I lost my baseball hat that night, no. but I had to ride in the back of a truck all the way home. And it was like one of the like the oddly cold nights in Florida. So I was right. just sitting in there, and I was like. The next morning, but I had I got up the next day and then I had some mail waiting for me, and I was doing this scam with Columbia House, where I'd put fake names and have them send me stuff. <laughs> of course, we all. And, and then I would just go sell the uh, other stuff to like you know the the used record stores and buy the the, the cool stuff I wanted. You know, the brand new top forty CD. Okay, I'll turn that into like three punk rock tapes. You know, I loved it, and um, never caught up with me as far as I know. Um, don't tell Dr. Columbia of music uh, yeah, right. that, that I, I like did they're this. coming now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember the next day I got up and um, I was a little sore from like dancing my ass off, and there was a little bit of a pit, and it was a couple times, and they played some minor, they played minor threat songs. It was a lot of fun. But uh, my mom was like, "You got mail," and it was um this this album, and um, they played a few off this uh, that I that I didn't recognize at the time, but I'll never forget like when I got to the song. MCA's in the house. What you gonna do? Go AWOL. Boom, 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 boom. When they did that live, the bass was like, like probably moving yeah. cars in the parking right. lot. It All was like, organs. Uh, <laughs> 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 you do that three more times, there's gonna be internal hemorrhaging. Right. But, um, but, yeah, awesome. but, uh, the, but I'll never forget, like, it, it, it was still before like punk rockers were totally getting into hip hop and it was like so like you know synonymous that you'd like one subculture and like the other there was kind of still separated but like hearing like the Beastie Boys sample the Ramones I was like yes. awesome there it is I'm so envious I never I had two times I had tickets to see the Beastie Boys and both times they canceled the first time Ad Rock broke his arm the night at the show the night before and so it was like nope tomorrow's canceled and then the second time I had tickets, uh, they found out MCA had cancer. And so they were like, no, we're canceling the rest uh, of the tour. And I'm like, God damn it. 